Jason? Jason? Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. I got the They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. And we kill them. been what now has it been two weeks no it's been one week i guess it's been one full week since us officially officially came out david uh-huh. dennis was like about 10 days about 10 days david dennis was the were you the last like the, the very last black media person to yes see I, was, <laughs> I was the last uh negro media <laughs> member to not get able not be able to see the movie i missed all the all the screenings and i don't have clout like that so well we have david yeah. dennis with us today um we just Obviously, at this point, everybody is like infatuated with this movie, and it's one of those things you just can't stop thinking about. So I guess we just go around the table and just talk about what the first thing you felt when you walked out of the theater for the first when time. When we all walked out of the theater together. Yes. Well, yeah. Being first, cloutless. Being yeah. cloutless. Yeah. Well, everybody, let me think. Yeah. It was all your first time. So yeah, yeah. I was the only person that, I'm the only person at the table who had seen the movie when you were as in our group. Uh-huh. Right. So. Right. You, me, oh, that's right. Because you do have clout. All right. A little Conti- bit. Continue. Maybe every now and then. All for right. Certain people when I like beg and plead. Okay. Um. No, I want to hear you guys first, actually, because I saw it first, so I want you to go ahead and say what you want to say. Okay. I just remember my hands being completely sore, um, because I'm sitting next to our producer and fiance Mike, and the whole time I had just been like gripping his arm, and I get apparently Mike is wearing like a really thick bomber jacket because he when I asked him like oh how's your arm he was like oh fine and meanwhile my hands were completely sore because i was just like everything is happening the world is coming down to a crashing end in this movie so that's how i felt i felt traumatized okay how'd you feel yo i felt betrayed (laughs) (laughs) betrayed i I went into the movie believing one thing and walked out believing something completely different i didn't sign up for that so wait my side early what was your expectations of the film i thought it was gonna be pretty straightforward we was gonna have this family they was gonna go through this dilemma they was gonna get out the dilemma that's what I thought. That's not what happened. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> so I felt betrayed. Okay. David Dennis? I felt aroused. No, I don't know. I felt, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I felt, um, well, I sort of did because Lupita is yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I, I felt, um, I don't know. I just felt, I feel like the you need to schedule a drinking night. Like you need to schedule drinks after immediately after yeah. the movie because like security had to tell us to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely was very adamant about us right. leaving because yeah. we were just yeah. bouncing theories off of each other and I like immediately bouncing theories yeah. and ideas and 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 writing think piece, pieces in thin air in the in the theater. So um, it was it, like movies like that they make you want to talk and I, I think it's you know that's a benefit of it. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I figured there's probably a lot of movie theater lobbies that like people got there. Like you waiting for popcorn and people come out and talking. And right. Like, yeah. You can't do anything about it because it makes you really want to go at it that fast. Yeah. You just um, don't go home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You it's, stay on, out for it's, it's on your mind. 
Yeah, it stay. I, I was surprised how long it stayed with me because I haven't. To me, I haven't seen a horror movie that moved me in like a long. I didn't see Hereditary. I hear Hereditary is real good. I okay. didn't get a chance to see that one yet. But a horror movie hasn't stayed with me in like a long time. Why do you think this one stuck with you? Probably just because there's so much in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the images itself were pretty terrifying. Like I think a lot of the cinematography was like part of my favorite part of it. Just on first watch. Cause it just felt creepy, but um, it's just a lot to think about, and I didn't even know where to start with theories. I was just thinking about everything I saw and trying to remember stuff and see how much of it I could remember without, because mm-hmm. you know there weren't that it wasn't anyone to bounce the thing off of. So I'm just sitting with this thing in my head until it came out and I could see it again and finally have this conversation. Yeah, with yeah. I think the thing that stuck with me the most is comparing how I felt leaving Get Out versus how I felt leaving us. Get Out, you know, it has a it has a happy ending. We are allowed to feel a little bit of relief or whatever. And it was I felt like it was something that we needed at that particular moment to like not be it was like a like a tension release because right. you know it was like Lil Rel coming instead of like the police to, you know, to escape his to help his friend, like, you know. But I wouldn't say that the ending of us is a particularly happy one and i think that's why it ended up terrifying me a little bit more there's a lack of closure because even though the family themselves have escaped you know the dangers for now there's still the chain being formed like across the country so it's very open-ended in that sense oh oh, oh, yeah 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 at this point yeah if you haven't seen this movie you have no business listening to this (laughs) podcast right now and we're gonna say everything that happens inside this movie so you should probably turn it off if that if you're one of those people you should probably turn this off right now okay all right fair um yeah it didn't seem like anybody was doing anything to try to stop it that was the thing that kind of i noticed at the end where it was like there's helicopters there's news cameras but it wasn't like the army it wasn't no. like the navy no. it wasn't like swat team or nothing it was just like this just happened and nobody can do anything about it yeah the cops never came yeah, no never cops came. <laughs> like, never come in either movie yeah oh, by the way that's very true there's a um you know the only time we really see an actual cop is when they pull over um my man and get out at the beginning and right. the next three hours of Jordan Peele movies is about them waiting a lot about, but it, a lot of it is them waiting on police. Yeah. Right. Um, mm. they spent, you know, they try to call the police to the house. They get out mm-hmm. the TSA agent comes and then in, um, us, they spend so much time calling police, waiting for police, waiting for folks to show up. They never, we never see police. Yeah. Except, I mean, except for get out, you know, he's going to the detective and the detective's laughing at him. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, for the most part, other than a five-minute scene, we don't see police at all. Even in the news report, after they, um, you know, after they go through the whole thing in 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 uh, the what's the what's the white people's name? <laughs> I think I think it's, the Tyler's Kitty Tyler's. Yes, the Tyler's. When they, after the whole thing goes down to Tyler's house and they're watching the news report, there's still no police on the news. Like <laughs> there was no sirens, yeah. there was no nothing, no officers, just, no officers, no nothing. It was just people holding hands and a guy with a camera and a news reporter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We have the ambulance. Yeah, yeah, an ambulance. Yeah, he was hiding behind. There was two ambulances. Exactly. Ambulance that that went that uh, Gabe and Zora were hiding in, and then the ambulance that the news guy was hiding behind. That's it. That's it. Oh, I didn't see that he was hiding behind an ambulance. I think Shit. it was an ambulance that he was hiding behind when he Shit. was kind of peeking around the corner, showing the. You know, I thought it was like a production people. truck. 
Okay, it could have been a production truck, too. You're right. It might have been a production truck. Yeah, you're right. It might have been. Anything could happen in the apocalypse, right? But, you know, I think that we talk about the experience leaving Get Out and the experience leaving us. I think that when you watch Get Out the first time, you like when I watched, I was like, I want to see it again because I enjoyed it. I didn't, right. I wasn't like, I want to see it again to catch all to the, pick the stuff right, but like, right. you sure. didn't. And it's not until you saw it that second time that you were like, Oh, these the, are like hints that are all right. through it. with us. Like, immediately when you leave, you're like, Oh, okay, there's got, I need, I got to catch more, right? Yeah. Like, and plus, you know, Jordan Bill sort of more. built that cachet just from Get Out that, like, when you watch it. Mm-hmm. All right, when you watch us, you're gonna have to watch it a couple of times. Right. So I, there was like this fervor to like get back into what was going on in the yeah, script. Yeah, indeed. Because that's the appeal to be able to like kind of see all this coming now that you know what actually happened, exactly. right? A lot of symbolism, a lot of foreshadowing, so you catch it on the second time around. Right. Yo, you just saw it a second time. You just saw like it literally time. today, you right. saw it a second time, and it's a different experience. What did you catch this time around? I just think all the small cues, all the eye contacts, all of the body language, things that I didn't think I was picking up before, you're paying attention to like in a different way. Because right. I know the story, so now I'm watching the actors. I'm watching how the story moves. And it's a, like I said, it's a different experience because you know about what happened at the end. I think that makes all the difference. And Lupita really plays like four characters. Easy, right? right she plays like the two <laughs> characters, but there, there's like double meanings in each character each so sides. she's playing like right these dual personalities with mm-hmm. each character it's it's like an incredible it's an incredible performance. it's an incredible point i don't think i've seen an actor to pull that off so well in a while yeah i mean i know like a lot of the talk is obviously people are very impressed with lupita's performance and horror movies have a long history of not getting the type of nominations or awards that other type of acting performances would but I, in her in this particular case i just don't see how you can't i, I don't see how she doesn't get something uh-huh I don't, and whether i guess whether any of that matters is like you know up for debate as well but yeah. it's just the fact that I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen a lot of movies at this point. <laughs> 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 like 2019, and I just, that's a GOAT performance to me. Yeah. Which right. she won't win an award or an award of meaning for because. Probably not. I don't believe in white people awards. But <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I just think that she's had a transcendent performance and. Whatever. It's already it canon at this point. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it for is. sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that brings us to like what we consider to be the most like striking moment in the entire film because like you said there were so many different like tableaus and like moments um I don't know I could start with mine I think it, it's a relatively minor point in the movie but when the Tyler family gets killed in particular mm-hmm. like but right before they get killed I think the one thing I was struck by was like their beach house because as you know, like compared to the Wilsons who have this really kind of like cozy one story beach house or whatever, the Tylers have the floor to ceiling windows. It's two mm. stories. And then most notably, and I think this is like a real sign of like relative privilege. There's nothing covering these windows at all. Yeah. And anytime I'm in a house like that, which I've had to do like once before for like a retreat, I'm always like, what the fuck? This means that people can see inside. Yeah. So these are like, it's, that's an indication of like, they've never had to make those sort of considerations before. And I think to me that really kind of drives home these themes of an underclass being completely invisible and just like the total lack of consideration for it. And I think between that and the the way they get killed, 
because there isn't really that much killing in this movie compared to, I guess, some of the slasher fics that maybe mm-hmm. like people were used to. That part was really shocking to me because it just happened quickly, swiftly, all at once. Right. And then you had it all in like that one frame. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sh- I guess we should have seen it coming, but that was the scene where I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And that's, that's the scene where the movie turns too. Absolutely. Like that scene is where the movie's like, okay, this is not like a family thing. This is like, right. like it, it went from like, okay, I sort of understand what's going on to like, what, so like, like hold 15 on, minutes of like, yeah, what yeah, the hell yeah, is yeah. going this on? This is act right. two of the movie. Right. Yeah. They were inside the house all along. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was coming yeah. from inside the house. Um, I think, I think one of the most striking scenes for me was probably when, when the family, when the, when Adelaide gets out of the car after they've hit mm. Umbre, you know, they've knocked her into the trees or whatever, and Adelaide gets out the car, and that whole, that whole scene from the time she gets out of the car, I don't think there's not a, it doesn't say anything at all, I don't think. No, no, I think no words. No words. The whole thing, but just watching, and I'm, I hate that I'm even blanking on the, the girl actress's name, but watching her, like, take those last breaths and like obviously it's painful you like back is broken in the tree and watching lupita react to her dying like that was crazy to me because at that point i don't think that i had i don't think it was still in my mind that that lupita wasn't the real lupita but that might have been the first point where i was like i stopped and asked myself like why does she like, why, what is this empathy? Like, is it just that she's watching a child die? Is it just that the child looks like, you know, her real daughter? Like, I just, I didn't think about the flip at that point. So I think that made me start to ask other questions. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, That's a big mm-hmm. one. I think uh, the monologue, Lapita's first monologue in the film, oh, when God. the Red yeah. family comes in and she introduces the voice. Be yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna get that. Haunting. <laughs> that shit is I, I was haunting. sitting on my hands, like like it was anxiety. Like yeah. it was very, very like uncomfortable. And just to, on the flip side, hearing the story, knowing that when she's talking about the tethered, that she was talking about how the switch, you know, like when she had the child. Mm-hmm. But it's the real, it's the real red, right. you know. So seeing it from the opposite end, knowing that the fear, the fear that she has on her face is. Like, it all comes to me now. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is the black cloud I've been avoiding, and it's here. And obviously, you don't know that the first time you watch it. You're just thinking that she's afraid of our family. But, like, no, this is way deeper than that. And then the handcuffs. Knowing that she handcuffed her to the table, like she handcuffed her to the bed. Mm-hmm. The like, same handcuffs. Oh, yes. right. Like, she had to know. That's why she handcuffed her. Like, I'm doing to you what you did to me. Yeah, she didn't really resist too much either. Nah. Mm-mm. I feel like she knew. I think she knew yeah. that this wasn't like, oh, you guys, if you wanted to kill us, you could have killed us. Okay, this so to that point, I have a question. When, and then I, I want you to say your uh, most striking uh, thing too, David. Um, so if she, obviously, in hindsight, she knows these people are, she knows what it is, she knows why they're there. Why do you think she asked them that question, who are you people? Mm. I think that she was... Um, Putting on the front for her family, just to try to keep the story together. Well, I think yeah, I think she was trying to not let Gabe and her children know that she had brought this onto them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think she was trying to keep them in the dark over because you know because 
as we know, she concocted like in this moment of vulnerability, right? When when her and Gabe were in the room together, mm-hmm. she was still concocting a lie, a lie at the right? time, right? Even yeah. as as emotional, emotionally open as she, we thought she was being, mm-hmm. she was lying to she her. She still couldn't the, say right. the whole thing about what actually right. was. So, um, I think she was doing that to pretend for for her family. Okay. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so she was lying the whole movie. Like she's just a liar. Yeah, the whole movie. That's crazy. But it's crazy that she's a liar the whole movie, but she's lying for a good reason. Is it for a good? Well, what? I mean, she loves her family. No, but she's been lying before then. How so? Well, when they found her, when her parents found her, it was like, you know, we want our daughter back. Mm. That's not their daughter. Well, okay. Well, the whole yeah, time yeah, she's, she's been lying. Right, her yeah, whole yeah. life's a lie. Right. I've been wondering, like, what's her ambition? Like, what drives her to keep this front going? Like she never went back for the other tethered. She never thought of them. She just was only worried about keeping up this lie. And I just always wonder like what was the driving force? Like what kept pushing her to be this person that she wasn't? I mean, I never had rabbit before, but I imagine it's not tasty. <laughs> like <laughs> I think her drive was like, this is pretty fucking good up here. There's yeah. very little sustenance in rabbit. In rabbit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, similar to um, my guy in, in Mad Men, right? Nobody watches Mad No, 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 I'm for yeah. you. I'm waiting you know, for you to I mean, say You know, he, uh, he uh, what's, <laughs> his name? what's it, the star? Uh, oh, oh, Don uh, Draper? Yeah, Don Draper. Draper. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he, I mean, he had sort of a similar thing. He switched, he switched, he switched person, yeah, switched person somebody, with somebody yeah. who was thought to be dead, mm-hmm. and he just maintained this facade oh, this whole, this whole, this whole yeah. time. And he took him literally all the way to the top. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is just a different life, you know? I mean, who wouldn't want to do, like, who would not want to do that, right? Like, and plus, when she was in the underground, she saw the life that the other girl was having. Yeah. yeah. Right. She saw it. Like right. going back to the glass, the mirror, I mean mm-hmm. the windows and the glass, like she was able to see the life that she was missing out on. Right. And so, you know, why not want to just stick with that, you know? Yeah. What um what was your what is the moment that you found the most striking? Um or that stuck with you the most? The 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 one that sort of stuck to me in the initial watch that sort of um, I kept thinking back to and thinking about in the movie was the therapist yeah. um, scene because there was some intentional language being and things that were happening there that indicated to me that there was something going there was some sort of commentary on disability that was mm-hmm. going on there um, with nonverbal speaking like nonverbal children mm-hmm. and um the idea of oh my you know i want my child back because when you think about some of these um like autism for for instance like there's a belief that you know like your child is fine for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. 9 months and then suddenly there'll be a something shift happens, or something right? right or um you know like just trying to get her to talk and then on the second watch i saw that she was lining up the toys which um a lot of times people are like, I need to go get my child checked up because they're lining up toys because mm-hmm. I believe that there's something right. connected to that. And so that made me like for like the language and the imagery in that scene was so intentional to me that I kept thinking about how it tied into the rest of the movie. And I think it sort of there was some. And then when I heard Lupita talking about um, using um, actual disability and actual neurological disability in creating this character 
it seems like there is some sort of intentional thing going on. So that 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 scene stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's caught some flack for kind of addressing that as a source of inspiration because I think the some organizations are like, oh, she's like villainizing these mm-hmm. disabilities. But when I think the thing that the like how I feel coming away from the film is like. I don't know if villainizing is the right word necessarily. I think what really strikes me about us is that by the end of it, like I don't know who to root for in the very end and you immediately feel conflicted over the fact. I think I would have felt differently if I had known immediately that this was a film about underclass uprising. Mm -hmm. Because I consider myself relatively progressive from like a political standpoint mm-hmm. you know like i always root for aoc anytime she you know she has some speech on congress like going viral and stuff like that but i think we are in a place in society where we're more prone to just not wanting to see homeless people around period right you know what i mean and so like i think by the end it's just like you have to walk away with thinking were we like did we feel good rooting for Adelaide the entire time or is Red the real, real hero in this whole thing and she became tragic yeah it's it's hard to say that she's villainizing for me for me it's hard to understand the villain saying is villainized because there's no clear cut villain in this movie i mean you can say you, if you want to say that just on the face of it i guess that the red family are the villains because they're the ones, you know, I guess initiating the killing. Or, sure. You know, like the other, the family is more on the defensive. Like mm-hmm. If you want to look at it like that, if sure. you know, the aggressor is the villain. But um, yeah, I don't know. I when she, it's funny though because when she first said that, I did cringe a little because I was just like, I don't know how this is gonna go over. And then forty eight hours later, it was going over badly. So <laughs> it was like, okay, I, you know, I guess there's that, but. Well, she addressed she addressed it again. I think yesterday mm. morning. She did, yeah. And said talked about the many like the care she took into that character, mm. Mm. and um, the people she talked to from that community, and the way that she tried to empathize with the community. That was not the right. only source for the voice. For the voice, right? right yeah. Um, but I think that one of the issues is that in the horror genre disability is used so often to portray the villains uh, and right. i mean the the actual character or creature or some sort of birth defect or some sort of neurological issue that right. creates the villain in someone in these movies so i think the genre mm-hmm. is what is, is yeah. what is what pe- a lot of people are having issues like it's it's perpetuating something that's happening within that genre mm. oh that's a good point that's yeah. a really good point yeah yeah um, um Oh, what I was going to say was I. a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in here seems like what you know what you were saying about the therapist and like the, all the messages. It feels like everything Jordan does is intentional. Like right. There aren't yes. any accidents. And a lot of that made me think about Kendrick Lamar and just how you, you trained to listen to a Kendrick Lamar album and that. Every, I feel like every Kendrick Lamar album is a concept album in some way, shape, or form. I mean, you know, if we, whether he was telling a whole story of his youth in Good Kid, Mad City, or um, putting all of these little things in Damn, and you know, you play it one way, you play it in reverse, and mm. you know, all of these songs have meaning, all of these words have meaning. It's not just raps to be raps in in the same way that you know. So far, it seems like Jordan Peele movies aren't just 
films to be films you know like i mean every cinema right. every director <laughs> and cinematographer uses those same type of techniques but you know being that intentional about what you're trying to do and how you're trying to put these little things in there i think it's cool i was surprised that so many people seem turned off by it really but i guess you know if i guess i mean even to keep the kendrick lamar thing going i guess that's how you know the pepper butterfly was for him very much and and maybe damn even to some people who feel like this isn't the you know they just don't feel like it's it's i guess it's pretentious to them i don't know what it is but okay so they're so they're turned off by how the message isn't as clear cut is that what you're saying i i think i read some of that in some of the reviews that I guess people felt like the their holes in the story, and I guess to me, I didn't look at them like holes. I just looked at it as he just didn't want to tell you everything, so that we can sit around and talk about this. If he told you everything, I don't know that the conversations would be the same. And it seems like that's what he wants to get out of his films is conversation, conversation, and like further engagement with the product past the hour and a half or two hours that you spent watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, us is is a lot messier than Get Out for sure. Right? It's yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. as it's not tight. Yeah, you watch yeah. Get Out and so everything makes sense. Straightforward, right. and it is. I mean, and but also the Pimp a Butterfly is not as tight as Good Kid, Man exactly. City at all. Exactly. You know, like he right. like Lucy is like it makes me cringe when he says oh, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can do better than that. You know, that it doesn't have to be right. You know, so but I mean, but I, I am one of those people who is more inclined to. Um, salute ambition, yeah, and, and messiness. Yeah. Like I like messy stuff. It's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just think Get Out is is a once in a lifetime. So like Get Out to me, if we're gonna do um rap rap analogies, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I, you know, Get Out is is like an an, an illmatic, mm-hmm. oh. and then you know Us is like um it was written, yeah. you know, like it's more amb- like it's more ambitious sonically mm-hmm. you know there's a lot more going on or even we could even say graduation and late registration right mm. yeah like late re- like graduation that's is, i think i like that one even better Yeah, like graduation that's is like a, a tight-knit perfect album mm-hmm. and late registration has all this it's everywhere messy yeah. type of stuff <laughs> yeah. and but you get great moments out of that right yeah, and and I, and and yeah. yeah. right yeah. but also i think that like sonically if you'd want to take it technically, late registration is a better like put together album just mm-hmm. because of the fact that Kanye has learned more music. He's trying mm-hmm. more. Right. He's using mm-hmm. these tricks mm-hmm. in other type of ways. Right, and so, I think yeah. that us is like visually a little bit more striking than Get so. Out. I think the music's a little bit better. I think mm. that there are some moments that you can tell that just by virtue of it being his second movie yeah that are better than get out even though get out like i would i would want to watch get out again mm-hmm. now and look at it compared to us and be like well maybe it's not as because we know what he can do next, he, right, right. Yeah. You know yeah like it's yeah. like exactly. just like college yeah. dropout is like not that great now right because uh-huh. it's some of the, it sounds so dated yeah you know right but and get out might have the same sort of in my data so yeah yeah yeah. Right. yeah 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 i mean something that i thought about also i like i like everything that you guys are saying as well and i agree that us in general is a more ambitious movie um but one thing that i kept thinking about was the timing of get out versus the timing of us and just like how uh conversations around society had evolved mm-hmm. i think got get out got came out at a place where 
we had to reckon with all these cases of police brutality and you know a lot of these imagery is seared in our minds you know we wish we could have voted for obama a third time and i think all in general the way that we talked about you know race especially racial relations in america was just way more sophisticated i think we were all in a place where we kind of like knew better and so therefore like maybe the the conclusion that it came to was more clear cut for us pun unintended but like <laughs> for us i think a lot of the underlying issues are stuff that america's tried to repress for so long and maybe it's in a place where it's stagnant like when you talk about like mental uh, mental health for example or even just like with issues like the fact that um like you know atlanta is in a city where you know the homeless population is still like a issue and but it's something that we want to cover up we want to shut down the shelters but we don't want to take the people and do anything with them i think our ish, like our language and our conversations surrounding like issues of class among other things just haven't evolved to that degree and maybe that's why people aren't seeing the message as clearly either so part of me wonders if the problem is really the movie or if it really is just us and the fact that like we haven't really reckoned with these issues is that to say that people's empathies are tilted in different yeah. degrees in different ways it just hasn't touched that side of absolutely yeah. i think that's absolutely it yeah. um like i think by the end of the end of get out we all knew who to root for but i think with us it is trickier mm. be, also because so of where we are as an american society yeah and, and get out you could only see yourself in the hero especially for like yeah. white folks who win white. and then like if you're a white 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 people go see it they're like well i'm not I'm not them you know what I'm saying but when you see us like we are like you are definitely not in the un, like even if you came up right. in that underground absolutely area mm. like we're absolutely. not homeless right, right? yeah oh, I was so, thinking about yeah. that like having bought a house you know like even though like we're all recession babies like here you mm. know we've had to deal with our own set of issues I kept thinking, well, if us was about my life, I would be above ground. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In comparison to everybody else. Yeah. So. And these nice floor to ceiling windows. <laughs> 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 Listen, shit is sinister. All right. Um, I don't know how far along. Where, where are we at, Mike? Okay. Um, the question that I asked on Twitter that I have to ask all of you is, if you did run into your bloodthirsty doppelganger, do you have any confidence whatsoever that you would win or that you would even put up a good fight as the Well, first, what would your doppelganger do? And then how would you deal with that? You know what I mean? Because we, like how would they approach me? Because I'm thinking of the Doddle doppelganger. She knew how to run. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. She was prepared for right. that moment. Oh, right. You like, see what I'm saying? Thing? Yeah. That's a good question. I didn't think about that. What would be like the what the trait that they use against you in some kind of way? Man. Look, I'm going home alone. I'm playing <laughs> traps. You're sitting on booby traps? Yes, I'm sitting traps. You got to get to me. Right. First. Yeah, 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 first. First, first and foremost, yeah, you got to get. Yeah, yeah. I got traps. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You're going to have to ward them off with some like fear and loathing. You could grab <laughs> yeah. your copy and just like smack them upside the head. I feel like my doppelganger would probably like put something in my weed. See, <laughs> he'd probably like sprinkle something in my weed and I'd just be somewhere incapacitated and looking at him like smoking the blunt. Like he's, he's smoking the blunt. Okay. Like not having any trouble. I'm laying there twitching the foaming at the mouth or something crazy. I don't know. Oh my God. What about you, David? Um, I don't know. My, my doppelganger would probably, um, 
I would it would probably just be a series of emails from editors who'd be like, that story's already been pitched. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, would just be, it would just every every pitch I send, yeah. the editor would be like, oh, we just got that pitch yesterday. And then I would just, Someone just sent right, this in. And then I would just crumble and right. jump out and just, <laughs> and just walk into the tethered area right. myself. <laughs> and just be like, I can't I can't offer me. anything to the world. Just like now. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think my doppelganger will run away with my just launched IRA and just be like, I'm sorry, you can't have this. This is not. Yeah, this is not. You are not retiring. No, never. You're never retiring. You want to work forever until you die. <laughs> Sheesh. Y'all making this real dark. Like, yeah, like, it, like, like I don't it, know. It, like Jordan Peele is a sick. Like something's wrong with him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was really thinking I would have never came up with this story. I don't know. I want to know the inspiration behind it. What led him to this kind of double like the the underclass in tunnels because yeah. you remember at the beginning talk about all the tunnels that what tens of thousands of tunnels yeah tens of thousands of miles hundreds of thousands of miles of tunnels underground like what under the hell America. like who why i got a lot of questions about the tunnels this is definitely a good like tinfoil hat movie yeah it is <laughs> it like, really he, is. he gives you all of this shit and then you can just run away with it and just say whatever you want to like, say there's so many illuminati videos made right now oh, based on us you, you ever think about like what would happen if like if like when society ends right mm. and like what will be left and like if this movie's left <laughs> if like this movie is one of the things that are left and about. it's like oh wow that's how they went like, out oh <laughs> okay i get a little bit of yeah yeah, you know, I, I, I just think about that. like if there was like this movie and like, dude, where's my car? And that was like <laughs> all they had. That was all they could find was what we did this time. Is was dude, where's my car? A road trip movie, or they're trying to find the car? I think it, they got high or something, couldn't find the car. Yeah, I think Great. it qualifies as a road trip movie. I mean, they didn't like go far, but I mean, they had to go around <laughs> enough where it was like it's enough driving, enough driving, enough time of, on the road. Yes, enough time on the road. I think to consider it. That's crazy. We got a dude. Where's my car? Reference inside of this. Get us and inside of this us podcast. That's pretty get impressive. Us? Get, wow. us. Get, get us. Get us. Uh. Get us. Yeah. You see how that played out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I really wonder if like by the seventh movie, all his movie titles will make a sentence. It's <laughs> like will make an unscrambled <gasps> sentence. Yeah. See, I wouldn't put that past. In the last movie, is this going to be a question mark? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some type no. of like yeah, some type of crazy. Do you think he's building a world where it's supposed to be seen that way? Like all these movies somehow. Are gonna make some type of message. It feels that way. I mean, he's only two in if you don't count that Kino movie. Right. The one with the Keanu. Cat. Yes. He direct. Did he direct that too? I thought they did. He. He worked with the Key and Peel director. So. Yeah. Oh. So okay. Maybe he maybe he wrote and produced it and didn't direct it or. Was okay, that? I have to fact check. Yeah, I have to see. We'll see. But right now he's know. two movies in. No, I mean I guess the question is like how far can he push it? I mean, they'll never, they'll never stop being enough social issues to put in movies. Sure. Decides to keep, you know, going, but it's like at what point? I think he has to decide at what point it either turns into like a caricature of itself, mm. or like Tarantino has done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, like if if it turns into that kind of thing, then I, I think he'll probably. I would think that he's smart enough where he would see it and just dead it before it gets to that point. Mm. But I'm not ready for him to give up. I say go ahead and do another two, three of these and just see how it goes. I mean, 
mean, he could easily pivot to sci-fi at this point. Star oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You Star know what Trek I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cause he's already halfway there with like the Twilight Zone and stuff like that, right. having produced that. So if he went full on Star Trek, I wouldn't mind either. I he's wonder which which Marvel movie he's gonna direct. None of them because oh. they're stupid. <laughs> I mean, he, he's oh. like the way he said when he there's a YouTube video of him talking to. He probably turned. You know what though? There might be somewhere for him to do his thing, and so I don't know what character it would be. Like, could he yeah, do I a could. Doctor Strange? Nah, no. I need something dark. Yeah, he needs something dark. Need something yeah, dark. Yeah, he something dark. But if there might be a character who can like. Where he could facilitate that type of thing, but there's a YouTube video of him speaking to a class at USC, I think, and not that he has to like stand on this forever, but he says that he doesn't really want to do it. He'd rather do a big budget original piece. That's his. That he said That's is his, his goal. Yeah. Well, it, it and then a small budget original piece is better than a big budget remake. Well, yeah, 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 and yeah. And he yeah. understands the idea of you know I don't have any movies, so I want to do a bunch of these smaller budgets and kill it, and hopefully right. when it gets to that point, someone will give me two hundred and fifty million dollars for me to do. Jordan Peele's Avatar or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the listen, is. Avatar is completely forgettable. I'm going to well, just put yo, it out there. I mean, Do you remember movie. anything from Avatar? Did you see the article that just came out about that? No. That was the article that just came out that was like, Avatar's made all this money and nobody can name a character from Avatar. Exactly. Yeah, 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 no one. I never no saw it. I never one. saw it. The only thing I remember from Avatar is being high as hell when I first saw it, <laughs> seeing it in 3D IMAX and being visually like... It was a lot going on. It, I, it was a lot happening. And you don't day. remember none of it. I, I mean, I kind of remember some of the scenes. But like you said, I don't. Remember, I couldn't tell you not one person's name right. in the movie because it was none just bootleg them. Pocahontas with technology. Well, yeah, with technology. What if Avatar so. never happened? What if it's all nothing would be everything what would be the same? <laughs> what, that if, would, what if nobody? What if it's the Mandela theory? I think I agree with that. <laughs> no, I think Avatar is the one Sinbad thing. Bad was a genie. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be the one thing that has no butterfly effect. It's like, like if a, you just took off Avatar from the history of mankind, I don't think anything would ever change. So it's like an industry plant. Two Ashton. Wow. That, that's two Ashton Kutcher movies. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. This is a podcast, guys. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is a podcast. You know, I would like for Jordan Peele to, if we're, I, I couldn't stop thinking about comic books he would direct. Sorry. Oh, but yeah. there's one called Planetary, which is my favorite. And okay. I think he would do, it's about mm. like um, everybody who was born on January 1st, 1900 or 1901 or whatever, uh-huh. like ended up being able to live like forever and like what they did with their lives. And like one of the guys collected these books called planetary books mm-hmm. and he would just like go and like discover the mysteries of the world. So he would like, but it was like where fiction met reality. So he would like, he's met like Tarzan and like studied under Sherlock oh, Holmes. Oh shit. And like all <laughs> these like underground things that happen and like, it's incredible. It's, my, it's the best comic book ever written. And I think Jordan Peele would be fantastic at it. That right. sounds like something yeah, that... Yeah, it does sound right up his alley. Yeah, that sounds like something I can uh, see him like doing something with. Yeah, yeah. I just so, want him to have a Black Mirror episode. A Black yeah. Mirror? Give Jordan Peele a Black Mirror episode. Is that like Coke going to Pepsi, though? Like, can he do Twilight Zone and then like... Well, Twilight Zone is his a, Black Mirror. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, can he nah. go fraternize with Black Mirror after he's already produced... Black Mirror don't have money for Jordan Peele <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> then there's that. They, 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 they might... And pounds don't translate to dollars like... <laughs> 
my god that exchange rate is terrible yes so in some nation uh jordan peele you can't uh david dennis will send you an invoice by way of something to say yes you know just so you know because these ideas they don't just come out of thin air (laughs) (laughs) planetary read it everybody fantastic (laughs) get involved any final thoughts guys I'm going to see it again tomorrow. Oh my wow. god! Tomorrow will be my third time. Wow! Because now I feel like the first time it was the shock of it all. Yeah. The second time was the fun of watching you all do it, and like now there's people have seen it. I can look at YouTube and read reviews and like get other thoughts. I think the third time is probably just to figuring out the sun is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understand if like I'm a person and it's like, if but just to cement like okay. I know everything that I need to know at this point about this movie until I go buy it on Blu-ray or buy it on like digital or whatever the case is. But I think I need a third time just to like feel comfortable. Wow. Yeah. I feel that. Um, I just want Lapita to get all the trophies. She need every kind of trophy you can get. I want her to get all moment. the checks. Well, yeah, checks. Fuck trophies. Yeah, then but that you part. know, checks come with trophies and trophies come with checks. Because she already had a trophy and then she didn't, she didn't get a that starring count. role you play, you until don't, this one. That don't count. You play yeah. a slave, you don't count. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That, 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 there's that. And then there's that. Yeah, 100% no. valid. No more slaves, for sure. No more slaves. No more slaves, for sure. And no more CGI. Yeah, no. Give me a give me a Lupita. Give me a Lupita rom-com. No. Yes. Please. Give me the like. She needs to be the rom com person. Yeah. Like, I said who, this after Black Panther. Like, give me. No, she has a timing for it. Here's the problem. Who deserves her? Yeah, I, I look at her and I'm like, Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> Sign. You set this up. Me <laughs> up. The Sign Rihanna me up. Yes. Rom- the, yes, yes. Sign me up for that. Whole wardrobe by Savage Fenty. Let's go. D- Signed me. I'll see that whatever. Wait, aren't they doing that heist? Wasn't that that heist they movie? Can thing? That was. They uh, can cancel no, it. I think I like this idea better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like this idea yeah, much, pivot. much better. Oh my god, much, much better. If you like the you Jones of the new generation, <laughs> do you know this? This the memes and the stills that would come from this. Oh, <laughs> You're already doing the promo in your head, right? <laughs> and some more shit. All right, let's end this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. Um, this is Ja. We have talked about us. Uh, appreciate you coming through, David Dennis. Oh yeah, anytime, time, anytime, man. anytime. Get to come hang out, talk, have cereal. We're good. <laughs> you know what? People aren't gonna know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> <Get out. laughs>